This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is reviewing Napoleon Hill's life lessons. So Napoleon Hill is this freakish anomaly to me. And I say freakish anomaly because Napoleon Hill was an early 1900s writer, businessman, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call him. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill's work, I heavily encourage you to grab it, download it, buy the book on Amazon, do whatever. Think and Grow Rich is one of the most impactful books ever. Purple cover, gold writing, it's almost a staple in I think every entrepreneur's library. Maybe you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you don't have any interest in owning your own business. It's just that the practical applications of how to use your mind to start attracting what you want is really incredible. A little background history on Napoleon Hill for those of you that don't know. Napoleon was a guy that had some success and some failures in business at a young age and decided to make it his life's journey to go around the states and ultimately the world and end up inquiring, investigating, and reporting back interviews he had with some of the most wealthy individuals on the planet. The Rockefeller family, J.P. Morgan. The list is long and very lengthy. And from that, what he was able to do is compile notes and teachings and education that these individuals all shared that made them successful. You know, obviously when these things were created in the early 1900s, one of the last books, the one I'm holding in my hand, is the 1940s is when it was published. It's crazy. Like, there was no way to disseminate information like there is today. So this book could have sat around somewhere in complete obscurity. But now it's at all of our fingertips. And you look at this short little life lessons book. What it is, essentially, it's a condensed version of some of Napoleon Hill's most impactful life lessons. There's actually 52 of them in here. So this book was meant to be digested and applied at one lesson a week. And admittedly, had I done that, I probably would have gotten more out of this book than I got out of it. Now, I love the book. It's a simple read. It is a, gosh, flipping through here, about a 130-page book. Good-sized font, easy paperback. Fun to read. Simple. I can't help myself. When my mind starts spinning and churning, I start going down this rabbit hole just wanting to consume all the content I can as quickly as possible. That's what happened with this book. It took me maybe three days to read because these lessons are so impactful. Just literally just flipped open the book right now. Lesson number 10. Examine most carefully the things that you desire. Hey, think about that. We all want things, but do we ever take the time to sit back and understand why? And then also what it takes to get there. You know, what Napoleon encouraged us to do is write our list down and see what things are contingent upon what factors in life. Like, what do you have to have money for? What are brought to you by a state of mind? The higher you look up this chart, the higher your quality of attitude has to be. I mean, for me, it's no secret. I'm going to own a Rolls Royce one day. I'm going to own this Rolls Royce because I love cars. I love the engineering behind it. I love the fact it was handmade. I love the fact they're rare and exclusive. I love the power behind it, the way the steering wheel feels in your hand. I love the way the seats smell in the car. I love the fact you can pick out every finite detail because it is truly the last handmade automobile on the planet. I don't give a shit if someone likes it that I'm driving a Rolls Royce. I don't care if I ever get a picture taken in a Rolls Royce. I don't care if one person on the planet knows that I have it. I don't care if I take the badges off the front of the car. 
I care about the car because of what the car is. And also, sure, what it stands for. It stands for the culmination of hard work, consistency, dedication. Really making sure that things are above and beyond what most people can expect. That's how I live my life. But see, that's at the top of the list for me when it comes to cars. So that, that's something that my attitude, my consistency, my positivity has to be at an all-time high almost every day to make that happen. And so if you're not able to think that way, if you're not able to expand your mind and start looking at the positives in life, essentially what Napoleon Hill's saying is the fact you're wandering aimlessly. And that's one of the issues that plagues so much of us in society today. It's just aimless wandering towards a destination that we ultimately all get to together, which is death. You think about it, it's pretty ironic that our entire life is lived just to eventually die. We all know we're going to cash out one day. But what are you doing to ascend and expand while you're here? I mean, think about, for me, this podcast. So I'm in the process of writing a book. I've been writing a book for a long time. The book has morphed and changed, and I've taken excerpts out of the podcast, and it's just something that I keep getting called to do. And you say called by who? Almost every day that I meditate, I can see myself standing on stage holding this book. I'm wearing a blue suit. There's six, seven hundred people in the crowd. It's a small room, maybe in like a Marriott hotel, maybe a little bit bigger. And the ovation that I'm getting is strong. It's not a standing ovation. It's not that I'm lighting the room on fire, but the book has impact. I can feel it in the room. So I'm wearing a, a blue suit, dark navy blue suit, white shirt, blue tie, dark brown shoes. And what I'm saying is impactful. It matters. And so this is what I'm being called to do. And I don't know how or what you believe in. Sure, it can be God or a divine power or whatever you think is guiding that into me. But the quicker I take action on that, the better. But lo and behold, that's a lesson in this book. The simple lesson, the fact that spoken words, they'll leave impressions on people. How you're hearing this podcast, you'll hear it in a certain way and it's going to leave an impression inside of you. But a printed book, something that I can physically hand you and you can read, that now leaves tracks inside of you. Because you're able to take my words, see them, visualize them, and apply them to your life in a way that makes sense to you in that moment. Now, it's a part of Napoleon Hill's Code of Ethics, which is a whole other series of books that I encourage you to read. And a Code of Ethics is nothing more, really, than just your life's manuscripts, somewhat of the journaling I do every morning. Where I know after years I can look back and see the evolution, the change I made in my life. Like these written words are leaving tracks for me, which will then also leave tracks for others. But I'm no more special and unique than you are. You have your own story that the world needs to hear. We just all assume that no one's going to want to hear our story. We assume that what we do doesn't matter. That we're not good enough. That we're not smart enough. That we're not popular enough. That no one will buy our book. And you have to face the fear of rejection and all these things that go into this. What if all those didn't exist and you knew the book was going to be successful? And you knew that by writing what you were supposed to write down, you were going to change a piece of the world. And that all you had to do was write it. And it was done, you'd have guaranteed success. Would you write the book? For me, the answer is damn right I would. So start operating through that scope. Think of the world that way. Now, another really impactful lesson to me in this book 
is a place of, I don't really know how to fully, fully spin it around and make it make sense, but the seven basic fears include the fear of poverty, criticism, ill health, loss of love, old age, loss of liberty, death. And since fear is merely a state of mind, you can control it by taking action. Like, think about that. We, Napoleon just went through, and this is from 19, the book was published in 41. This is from the early 1900s. That even still today, it's applicable. That you have seven basic fears that exist in the world. Still all exist. But fear isn't a real thing. Fear is a state of mind. And so you can control a state of mind by taking action over that state of mind. No different than the book example I just came up with. You are probably afraid of the criticism. You're afraid that if you share your truth, people are not going to love you. You're afraid that your words might not be printed before you die. Like These are all real fears, but the fear itself is manufactured in between your ears. It's that old adage, fear is false evidence appearing real. It's really what it is. But there is nothing to be afraid of. Like, there's just not. It's like the old saying, like, did you die? No, no. I've been super afraid of a bunch of stuff in my life, but so far, as I'm saying this on, on the microphone, I'm not dead as of this moment. I am still here right now. Lesson number 32 in the book. The secret to getting things done is to act. I'll call it right now. There's some sort of like divine power pulling me because I'm literally flipping my thumb through this book and that's the page I land on, number 73. Go ahead and download it. Go buy it. You'll see. Page 73. The secret to getting things done is to act. The way to success is organized thinking followed by action, action, action. This is a man that interviewed the wealthiest, I think it's 100 people on the planet in the 1900s and came up with this as one of his most impactful lessons. Lo and behold, my entire podcast, my company, my life is all based around, instead of getting things done, getting shit done. Yeah, I'll be more aggressive with it because now I feel like you have to cut through the noise. Like This is marketing to me. Get shit done, is that word shit should elicit a response inside of you. That should elicit a response inside of you because it's not politically correct. You know, we, we shouldn't cuss, we shouldn't say things like fuck or shit, damn, motherfucker. I can keep going. I know a lot of swear words. But they don't really matter. No, they're just words. All the things that matter are backed up by action. You know, thoughts plus action equals success. It's one of the oldest formulas around. And think of all the different places in your life where the thoughts and the action eventually led to success. You might not have been able to see it in the moment. For me, the most positive impact of this is what I'm doing right now. It's this podcast. I thought about this shit for more than six months. I eventually grew the testicular fortitude to take action on it. And I knew I had to commit to doing it daily. So I built a podcast room and I hired employees and I bought microphones and I spent money and I boxed myself into a corner where I had to absolutely do this every day. Didn't have a choice. And from that, now I can say it, this is a successful podcast. You guys helping, you guys downloading, commenting, hopping on iTunes, giving me a five-star review, writing a, a review and a comment, like that has made this an immense success. Like this is, as I record this, I am number eight in the country, I think, however iTunes works, I think eight in the country, for all podcasts. But the impact of that, for me just sharing life's lessons and things that I've grown through, and the fact it resigns with you, like it, it touches you some, some 
in some capacity is massive to me. But it all started with a thought. It started with a thought and then a vision of success. It gets really strange and people think you're a cocky asshole and you say, I'm going to be good at something. I'm going to succeed at it. I look at that as you're starting to paint yourself in the picture of how you want to be viewed. The universe can't give you what you want unless you already can view yourself that way. I knew I would have a top 10 podcast in the country. I just knew it. Just like I know I'm going to write a book. Just like I know I'm speaking from stage. Just like I know the next evolution of my life is going to be more driven in that direction. In changing the lives of men and probably more men, but men and women across the country with my words. I say that because I'm impactful and because I care. I can generally care about you. I had a man message me this weekend from Kenya who has started listening to my podcast and found value and benefit and asked me if I could send him a book because he can't get one there. He needs someone from the U.S. to get a book and send it to him because they don't have a way to deliver books through their system yet. Look at his social media profile, chat with him for quite a while. He's a real person. He doesn't have some magic bank account in Liberia that I'm entitled to $2.4 million if I give him my social security number. This is a man that's reciting my own words to me back through text message because he's found impact in it. Like, that's what this is all about. That's what thoughts plus actions equals success ultimately waters itself down to. And these are just consistent messages all throughout. The last one I'm going to leave you with, which is so crazy, like literally just flip to the back of the book. You might even be able to hear the pages flip after Kirk gets done messing with the audio. Lesson 47. Only if you have an open mind can you grasp the full impact of the first rule of science of success. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. It's literally what I just said. If you can sit down and mentally imagine and paint yourself into a picture of what success feels like, looks like, smells like, tastes like, you can achieve that same level of success. I know the next level of success for me is public speaking and writing a book and continuing to grow this podcast and being a top 10 podcast for the next 12 months, touching a million people a month with this thing. That sounds really strange. Like I say that, and I meant it from a really good place, but as I look up, Doug, audio engineer, whatever you want to call him, is looking at me laughing. So how about I say this another way? I know that through my spoken word from this podcast, I will be able to affect a million people's lives in some capacity. I know something will come of it. And I say that from a place of genuinely, again, caring. But I can envision it. Like I know what it feels like. I know the world needs authenticity right now more than ever. I know that when I post a hyper-edited, great-looking photo on Instagram versus a, an Instagram post of an open wound on my leg shot with my iPhone that's admitting in humility what an abscess looks like, I get three times the engagement from a real post. That's screaming to me that the world wants authentic people. You guys sharing your feedback on this podcast with me is screaming the world wants authenticity. That authenticity comes from owning your greatness. Like we all have greatness inside of us. That's another lesson in this book. That we are all divine creatures from whatever you think put us here, whoever, whatever, however we got here, there is only one of you. 
And given the fact there is only one of you on this planet, that by the nature of that statement makes you divine. Look up the definition of divine. I'll wait. Go to Google. Type it in. Press pause. Now I'm going to guess you're back. The nature of that divinity means that you're, you're unique. So your uniqueness matters. Your uniqueness has power. Your uniqueness will allow for expansion and endless abundance if that's what you seek. But you have to allow it to come in. You have to paint the picture in your mind that you've already achieved all that. You have to know again what it feels like, what it smells like, what it tastes like. But you have to surround yourself with the, the people that also can look and think and feel that same way. They might not share your dream or goal, but they certainly can't keep pulling you backwards. The world wants to hold you back. I guarantee you, the majority of the world doesn't think the crazy way that I'm saying it feels really awkward, right? And the birdie listen to this might be like, man, this guy is crazy. What the fuck is he talking about? Well, I know when I lived an old way where I was focused on myself and focused on self-preservation, I was getting a certain result. I've shared that result with you. Lies, cheating, failed businesses, all these things. I know when I started focusing on helping others, abundance, attracting wealth, knowing that I'm always able to receive and attract really anything that I need, but also surrounding myself with literature, reading material, and individuals that think that same way, it just powers that even more. Like I truly believe there's every, anything you want in this world, anything you can come up with, you can go out and get it. Won't get too political, but think about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, for all intents and purposes, probably should not have been able to become our president. No real political history. We'll call it a unique business record. But he basically goodwilled himself into having the most prestigious, prestigious position in the country. And you can love him or hate him. You can think he's pompous or brilliant. None of that matters. You have a guy with no political history that now runs our nation. Like it's crazy. But that same power that he has, you have. All you have to do is take, take action, tap into it. So guys, I highly, highly recommend grabbing any and all of Napoleon Hill's work. I, I think every book I can find that the guy's ever written. Once Napoleon passed away, the Napoleon Hill Foundation was created with online resources and all the books he's ever written, plus condensed versions, cliff notes. I mean, all the things that become applicable, really even the secret, the law of attraction, those are all things that in some capacity feel like to me a morphed version of what Napoleon Hill wrote about. So if you believe in any of that stuff, or you just want to know where I'll call the godfather of self-help, personal development, expansion, who that really is, for me I have to go to Napoleon Hill. Especially when you think about all these things were written in the early 1900s, and they all still apply right now. So when you start to consume more of this Napoleon Hill content, you start to really dive into what it is and how his mind works. I'll be shocked if after consuming it, you don't find out that you end up getting shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. 
If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.